Does God have anger issues? Let's discuss. Welcome, friends, to Behind the Text, a podcast from First Covenant Church in Lincoln, Nebraska. I'm Pastor Evan, and I'm glad you've joined us as we continue to talk about atonement. This week, we focus on the wrath of God. On the wall in my office, I have a prayer calendar. It lists names and attributes of God, one for each day of the month. Now, it's just a 30-day calendar, though. Sorry, January, March, May, July, August, October, and December. You're left out. It is incredibly formational to pray the names and attributes of God regularly. It shapes your understanding of who God is, as well as reminding you of who God created you to be. By my own power, I fall short each day. By the power of God's Holy Spirit in me, I can be transformed. It is lovely to pray something like, God, you are wise, and consider that I could become wiser as I draw near to God. To pray, God, you are faithful, is just plain comforting. God, you are just, is an important reminder in this world of sin and injustice. But day 22 of the calendar, that is one of the difficult prayers. God, you are wrathful. Wait, what? I thought God was provider. I thought God was all the omnis. I thought God was love, good, sovereign, and so on. But wrathful? Can I even pray such a thing? In the book Knowing God by J.I. Packer, there is a remarkably concise and useful chapter on the wrath of God. It's way better than this podcast episode. Seriously, find it and read it. In that chapter, Packer makes the apt observation that, quote, one cannot imagine that talk of divine judgment was ever very popular, yet the biblical writers engage in it constantly. One of the most striking things about the Bible is the vigor with which both Testaments emphasize the reality and terror of God's wrath. The Bible labors the point that just as God is good to those who trust him, so he is terrible to those who do not, unquote. Let's face it, everybody hates injustice. Sure, someone inflicting injustice on another may justify their behavior, but turn the tables and they hate injustice just as much as the next guy. As a child, when your brother or sister steals a toy, you want things to be made right. Justice. As an adult, if you're wrongfully accused of a crime, you want things to be made right. Justice. Or, more to the point, when someone inflicts a morally evil act on another, we want things to be made right. Justice. We desire that in our criminal justice system, not just that a punishment happens, but we actually desire that things be made right, not just punished. That's real justice. Don't we want a God who can make things right in this world full of evil and injustice? At this point, we may rightly ask, what is wrath? The Pocket Dictionary of Theological Terms says that wrath is the, quote, free, subjective, and holy response of God to sin and to the evil and wickedness exhibited by creatures in opposition to God, unquote. Sin and evil are unholy, precisely because they are the opposite of God's character and attributes. 
Just as someone who has faced abuse would be repulsed by being in the presence of their abuser, so sin and God cannot mix. It is not just that they don't mix, it is that they cannot mix. They are opposed to one another. God is good. God is right. God is just. God is true. Sin is none of those, and anything that reeks of sin will have the bullseye of God's wrath trained on it. Here's how the Apostle Paul puts it in Romans 1.18. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. If God's wrath is laser-focused on sin, and we are sinners, you can begin to see why there would be some need for atonement. The relationship with God is broken by our sin. Our destiny, then, is death and separation from God because of our sin. For if we are steeped in sin, unredeemed and unholy, we cannot be in proximity to a holy God. The bullseye needs to be moved in order for us to be made holy. Thus, we see at once both the gravity of sin and the need for atonement. Now, lest we begin to think that God is unqualified to dispense his wrath, let's get our understanding straightened out. Again, from Packer, quote, God's wrath in the Bible is never the capricious, self-indulgent, irritable, morally ignoble thing that human anger so often is. It is instead a right and necessary reaction to objective moral evil, unquote. Only a holy God can dispense holy wrath. The guilty will experience that wrath unless, unless we find a way that the problem can be fixed. God's bullseye of wrath will always be fixed on sin and evil. We should be thankful for that. Our problem is that we need the bullseye to be moved off of us. We need atonement. And that only comes from a holy God. Thanks for listening. If you benefited from this podcast, I guarantee one of your friends will too. Share this podcast via text, social media, or email. If you want to suggest a future podcast theme, go to firstcovenantlincoln.org media and use the form to submit your questions and ideas. I'm Pastor Evan and I'm thankful you took this journey with me. Let's do it again soon.